This segment of Alley Talk is brought to you by Body Check Wellness. Rethink recovery with a checking mindset and go to bodycheckwellness.com. Enter promo code OCS for 25% off your CBD needs. Again, go to bodycheckwellness.com and enter promo code OCS for 25% off your CBD needs. Hey, everybody. Jesse here from Flyers Alley and OC Sports Network. Want to rep our new sponsor, Sterling Pig brewery out of media pennsylvania right now i am drinking the snuffler ipa literally their flagship easy drinking ipa with hoppy notes and citrus and tropical fruit let me tell you something this thing goes down smooth it's great for a pound session and it's great for a good flyers game guys go to www.sterlingpig.com go into the store pick up some of their merch pick up some of their beers have a great night Hello, everybody, and welcome to Flyers Alley. I'm your host, Jesse Bell. Along with me in Alley, as always, Anthony Verasso. Anthony, how you doing? What's going on, buddy? How's things going? Things are going great. Going great. We have a, a special guest in the house tonight. You don't really need an introduction, but I'm going to give you one anyway. Uh, welcome to the Alley, Derek Nasty Settlemeyer. How you doing, brother? Hey, guys. Thank you so much for having me, man. Love you guys. Show I watch it. I watch all the clips and everything, man. So I'm very familiar with you guys. I just hope I hope we can get along. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Watch out for no, you. I appreciate best it, with you, man. I love you guys. I love you. Yeah, guys, man, man. Our our third guy might uh he may pop up in the uh in the comments. He's a little bit little bit of a shark. So watch out for him. Um, okay, okay. I've well, I've heard you say that before. It's funny. I never see him come up, but I or say, hey, he's got a question for you. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, you, oh, so you listen to the, the pod end of it. I'll bring people will be able to interact with you. So if, they, if people got questions, we'll throw them in there. Anthony's got a bunch of questions for you. I got some questions for you as well. Um, before we jump into this, everybody go like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Flyers Alley on Twitter at Flyers Alley Pod One and Instagram at Flyers Alley. And go check out our cool articles, all the episodes for new shows at uh, www.oldcitysports.com, old spelled O L D E. Guys, let's get into some alley talk. I know you're very familiar with this company. Obviously, you're with uh, Riley. But uh, this segment of alley talk is brought to you by Body Check Wellness. Go to www.bodycheckwellness.com. Use promo code OCS in all caps for 25% off your CBD needs. Um, Anthony, start her off, brother. Here we go. Uh, Derek, thank you so much for coming on, man. We appreciate it. You know, we know your dad, Sudsy, was the nickname. Started doing the equipment managing thing back in the day. So my question to you is, how old were you when you started going into the locker rooms and stuff with your dad? Well, I, I guess when I was, you know, around I guess when I could start travel, I used to travel with my grandfather to come up and see my dad. But when I first remember it is being around four years old or five years old and wow. going to the old civic center. My dad was with the Firebirds. He was working. Oh. with They were the affiliate of the Flyers at the time. And uh, I, I obviously vaguely remember, but I do remember that old building. And I always wanted to get back in there and see it when I moved back up here as an adult after uh, college. 
when I started with the Flyers and I never got over there and obviously they've knocked it down, but um, I don't remember a lot of it, but I do remember going to the games and being in that locker room. I, I, I kind of actually remember the setup of that locker room and they, they used to take an elevator down too, as well to the ice, which I thought was really cool. Um, and then as I got a little older, I remember being in Maine uh, a lot when I was like six, seven, eight and nine with my dad. And then obviously he moved to Philadelphia and I, I came up here a lot when he was with the Flyers. I mean, I just, I couldn't get enough of it. it if my schedule allowed it with school and everything, I, I came up as much as I could. You said the Civic Center with the Firebirds. Uh, is that, um, I, I talked to, I'm, I'm friends with Andre uh, Lois. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He played, I think he played on that team. He may have. Yeah. I actually have, it's funny, like uh, with my shop that I have, I, I, I sharpen skates, settle my shape. Sharpening. Sorry for the shameless plug there. Um, but <laughs> I, I have people bring me things from, from back then. And it's really cool because I actually had, I actually had something my dad had given me, but sometimes I get uh coolest, like, uh, you know, the magazines from the game, they, when they cost oh. a quarter, you know, now they're about 12 bucks probably, but uh, the programs, but it's pretty neat. I, I get a lot of people that drop those off and, and um, I remember some of the names, but I don't remember at all. Obviously I was, I was very young, but my dad, actually won an award from the league it was called the north american hockey league uh he won the uh unsung hero award because he played like five games in net and i think like around seven at defense and he was the trainer <laughs> so i mean it's it's pretty cool i have some pretty cool pictures of it i actually have a picture of him accepting the award and that night he was playing defense and i don't know if you guys have ever seen my dad in person he's five five yeah, he's yeah, <laughs> he's five. I guess he's five seven on skate. So back then, you know, but uh, yeah, it was it was uh, it was cool to get to come around and and uh, like I said, I don't remember the Firebirds that much, but I, I remember enough. Yeah, they yeah, got I remember, some, they got, I remember they got one of the episodes jersey. of your show. You, um, I think it was when your dad was on. You were having him talk about the times he had to like jump in the net and stuff. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I mean, I was. I think I told her one story where I just happened to throw the TV on on a Sunday, a Sunday afternoon and sports channel in North Carolina. There wasn't, it was tough to get hockey games. There was home team sports, which was Washington. So I watched a ton of Washington uh, capital games just because I loved hockey. And that day happened to be the flyers and the devils. I think it was, yeah, it was the devils. And, and as I turned the TV on, there's a picture of my dad, like a still picture in his main uh, or yeah. Main Mariners uniform. And it's Mike Emmerich talking. He was doing sports, the, the broadcast. And he said, not situated at the bench. Dave Sudsy Suttlemeyer is the ba acting backup today. So I like, of course, right away, I call the spectrum in his office, the, the medical room. And he answered. And I'm like, dad, what's going on? Because, of course, I want him to go in. I was like 16, I think, 16 or 17. And he was like, he calls me Biff. He goes, Biff, I got to call you back. And he just hung up on me. And I'm like, shit, what's going on here? And then uh, after the game, he called me and he was like, I was sweating bullets. He's like, I think Ragged took a puck in the neck. And so he couldn't play. And Pete Peters had a bad groin, but was backing up. So he had to play, but he was dehydrating like really bad. And my dad's like, I'm going to have to go in this game. And if we lose, and they were trying to make playoffs, they were like two points out. So it was a oh really important game. <laughs> And he was like, now I get it. At the time, I'm like, it'll be great if you go in, you know? And he's like, no, it will not be great. 
especially if he lost. But I, I loved it. I, I thought it was so cool. He never – he backed up twice for the Flyers, believe it or not, two games. Wow. Uh, never situated himself at the bench. He he said, I don't I didn't want to draw attention to myself, and I honestly was too afraid I was going to have to go in. <laughs> they asked Bernie – Bernie Perrant one time a question. They were doing a little piece on my dad on the news up here, and they asked him about Sudsy being in net, and he said, I'm I'm employed as the Flyers goaltender instructor, but miracles I don't perform. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was great. Do you, do you have any of the uh, old uh, – does he have any of the old Firebirds uh, jerseys and such? Though? There's, there's I have one. Are... Hang, I'll have to send you a picture. I have one framed hanging with the picture of him accepting an award, a uh, picture of him in net. And I think there's a puck on it as well. Those things are sick, man. A lot of people yeah, don't appreciate really cool. them, but I really like them. I really like them. Yeah, they're really cool. I have I have that one framed. It's it was a game jersey, and then I have another one that's not framed, a white one, and the one that's framed is the green away one. But they were cool colors. I thought I thought it was a neat uniform. When they, when they started out, uh, well, we started out Flyers Alley. I went on this entire like history lesson of like the teams before it. And like the Barons and the uh, the Ramblers and the Quakers and such, and then the Flyers put out that one jersey. I think I, I had it. I think someone stole it from me. It was a Yager, but it was in cursive, like the old Quakers jersey was. Oh, okay. It was sick. I don't know where the yeah, hell it yeah, went. No, but... I do. I do remember that. I. You know what's funny is that, like, I didn't know about a lot of the teams that were affiliates with the Flyers until I spent a few years with the Phantoms as a head equipment manager, and we would have we would wear the jerseys like from way back. We wore Quebec aces. Uh, I think the one you're talking about, we had uh, now I'm, I'm losing it off the top of my head, trying to think of all the, the jerseys, but there were some really cool ones. Uh, God, where'd Homer start? Those guys, they were playing in Richmond. I think we had a Richmond Robbins. Yeah. Richmond Robbins Jersey, but, a, but a lot of cool old school uh, logos and old school jerseys that were affiliates of the flyers. Yeah, so I think Watson said he played for the the Robins as well. Yeah. All right, Anthony, good. Yeah, no, I mean, you touched upon that. Uh, so I'm going to skip over one of my questions. One of the oh, big boy. videos I remember watching a couple of years ago um, when you were still with the team was the prank video. I can see the smirk that you have going. You know the one I'm talking about with yeah, the cooler yeah. uh, and the snake. I think Steve Mason is, still hasn't hit the ground yet. Like, he was so scared, <laughs> but um, – what is your favorite prank you've ever pulled on a team or on an individual player? Uh, man, I, guys, I've done so many, <laughs> so many different things. And, and, uh, oh man, I mean, this, the cooler with this, the snake in it probably got used the most. I'm talking about the FedEx guys, the UPS guys that came in. I got the dads. We were going on a dad trip. I actually sent Claude drew a, a video of me getting his dad he almost went through the roof when he opened that thing up but that was probably one of my the best ones i used i uh, got in jake Voracek's car one time and got under some like clothes and and he got in and started her up and I, I i let him back up and i let him get to the gate because i didn't want him to wreck so he had to sit at the gate to wait for it open and i just came flying out of the back and he's white as it is you guys have seen his pale skin oh yeah he was was, he was as white as a sheet of paper can Uh, you do his accent like his reaction (laughs) i scared him all the time he was just so jumpy he was easy to scare but such a great guy man i got him a lot i got gotta be tough seeing him go though right i mean 
you say being the equipment manager, I mean, you've you've seen a lot of these guys come and go. I know when uh when Simmons left, that was absolutely devastating to the city. That was, you know, you're right. You said that perfect. It was devastating to the city. That you know, I don't know if you guys. I'm sure you guys remember because you guys are uh, you follow it well and, and you guys are um, really good at what you do. But oh, we were that. on a roll right before that. We started kind of picking it up, and you know, we were having all those injuries too. I, 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 I'm not mistaken. Yeah, Els played, uh, Moose played in that game because Carter right. had been hurt. Talbot backed up, um, but like we were rolling along pretty well, and we, you know we found a way to win that game, which was a huge game in the standings for, for us, obviously. And as soon as Simmer was gone, I mean, it just, it took a lot of life out of everyone like in the a, locker room. Like but like they said, even the city, man, it, it's tough to see a absolute warrior like him go. It, it just sucked. Um, but it's part of the game now and it's part of the business, but man, it was, it was, it was, that was one of the, toughest ones to see a guy go with, with simmer he actually came as true story he he came to the rink and you know how sometimes it goes past the the time but things have already yeah. been put into the league yeah uh he came in and was probably like 10 minutes till the deadline and he came in to grab something and he ran by my office and i was like yo and he was like still here baby we got 10 minutes keep your fingers oh. crossed because i mean he didn't really want to go right like, it wasn't yeah. like he was saying trade me at all um, I, I really don't think he wanted to go. Um, but again, it's part of the business these days. And, you know, look at Ryan Hartman. We get Ryan Hartman now. He's a 30 goal scorer. I mean, I know, two right? or three years later, but get me started. I know it's, it's crazy, <laughs> but he is playing. Well, he, look at who he's playing with. Maybe us, yep. us three could get on a line with him and <laughs> we might have a couple bank in off of us, but not, not taking anything away from, from uh, Archie. He's played well in Minnesota. I think that the, the two, trades that that i i won't i, I guess i'll use it, the same word again devastated me were were braden shen and was that trade um i was a yeah. huge braden shen fan and then yeah shedder was tough too because it kind of came out of nowhere um there were there were a couple things that i, I don't want to say they him and hack kind of went out of a little bit they had you know um, respectfully though, not like FU matches, but they right. were in the same thing. And, and I know him and Braden had talks and, um, I think that might've had something to do with it as far as Hexy was concerned, you know, like maybe there was an issue there and, and you did end up with Joel Farabee and Morgan Frost, I believe if I'm not mistaken, I'm, uh, pretty good players, man. And I think Frosty's really gonna, I think he's got an upside to him. That's just my opinion. Um, but yeah, it was tough seeing Shinner go because he's such a great guy, and, and you know he scored twenty plus goals every year. I yeah, mean, I used to go for his... like oh, goals, you know, like when we need them. Yeah, he was a tough player. Yeah. It's funny, you know, we mentioned Simmons and we mentioned Shen. One of my worst days as a Flyers fan coming up there on we... June twenty third is June twenty third, twenty eleven. The guy traded to L A for those two guys, Mike Richards. I mean that. You want to talk about devastating. That was just a kick in the gut that day. He's one of my best friends, and that one was tough. That was – I don't ever forget. I was at the trainer's meetings, and he called me, and, uh, he, you know, he told me, and I was just like, what? I'm like, what? And then Jeff, you know, like yeah. all that happened, and I was just like – we were just all in shock. And then 
you know, good for them. They go on to win. Um, and then, you know, you can't say you're upset. We got Simmons or Shinner. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you know, and, and Coots too. You know, you forget about we got we got Coots well in the Carter deal, but it's tough when you have guys like that. You're right. Um, Richie didn't get a really fair shake here. I, I think it was he didn't really want to go, but it was almost like, man, how much more of this shit do I have to deal with, you know, as far as just there was always something like we were talking about before we started, just, you know, just always something. Yep. You can't just mm-hmm. be positive, you know, like, and I get it if there is something negative. I mean, it's people's jobs to report that stuff, but when you're kind of guessing on things and, you know, I don't know, it, it was tough. You're right. I agree with you guys wholeheartedly. I mean, what is it with the date, June 23rd? Richards Carter in 2011. A couple of years later, Hartnell gets dealt on that same day. And I think I think JVR was traded to Toronto on the 23rd in like 2013. Some There's just some fetish with that date. That's crazy. I, I, hey, I, who's I, going I like this you. year? You learn stalker. something new every day. Thanks, Ann. You're a stalker. <laughs> You're a stalker. Every wow. once in a while, I get lucky. No, that's that's amazing. I really didn't know that. You're right, though. I Man. And that was another guy, to be honest with you, seeing Scott Hartnell go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, I read something the other day. I don't know if it was something maybe Torch had said. Yeah, it was in Torch's interview. I read it. I didn't get to watch the whole thing. I I watched a few minutes of it. But, uh, you know, he said that he felt like Scotty had a hold of the room um, in Columbus, and he didn't like it. You know, uh, I, I, I saw a little piece from that. Um, I don't know how much he meant he didn't like it, but he wanted it not to just be one guy in there, I guess. But the thing about Scott Hartnell was so nice was like he was that guy in the room. He knew when to be, you know, he knew when to loosen it up and he knew when, hey, let's fucking go, boys. You know, can I, you're I good. Just, Are you oh, serious? Yeah. Frank's a, no, a normal. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but you know, as a casual person, yeah, let, like, let's go. You know, like that was one thing that. I, we missed for a few years. Uh, Jake was kind of like that, but Hartsey was always dialed in to the room and what needed to be said, whether it be funny or serious. Um, he did a lot of that. And I think when, when we signed, uh, when the Flyers signed Kevin Hayes, they got that back, you know, because Hayes, he's a, he's a real witty guy. He's awesome in the locker room. He knows when to be funny. He knows when to say, hey, boys, let's step it up here. Um, so yeah, he's culture. Yeah. Yeah. I'm he, huge on the Hayes, Hayes culture. Jesse, he's just got that Boston charm. I mean, we just oh got that kind God. of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's Whatever. funny you mentioned that. Cause I did hear on one of your shows, Hartnell, I believe said it, the, the flyers were missing that element in the locker room that could be like, you know, not a comedy act, but make, keep it loose in there. You know, it, when times are tough, yeah, everybody knows that, but to kind of keep it light and get everybody in a good mood, like, Kevin Hayes seems like that kind of guy in the locker room. Yeah, hundred percent. He is. It, it, it's so important guys. And like, it's a long year. You guys know, you watch oh, every game. Oh. You know, when you get to about 30 games, you know, like you're like, geez, there's 50 more. Yeah. There's 50 games. <laughs> like, you know, like, but when you're involved in it and you know, there's just days and, and it's not always going great. Obviously it hasn't gone well uh, the last two years for many reasons, but, there's just days when you need that from a guy, even if you are losing, it's, it's, you know, sometimes you just need to, you know, something to happen, me doing a prank, someone else doing a prank just to loosen the room up. Cause it's really important. You know, you always hear 
guys talk about, well, they're really squeezing the sticks and it does happen. Uh, so those things are really big for a team and, and, and the chemistry of the team. Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, like you said, the squeezing the stick comments, you see like Konechny dealt with it this year. He went what over 20 games or something like that. Couldn't get a goal. Finally one hits off him and he started to pick a, pick it up a little bit. Yeah. TK man. I, I feel like, uh, I have no issues with, with uh, AV, Elaine. He was great with me. I got along awesome. He treated me like a million bucks. Um, I think some of the key, I think AV is one of those older school coaches where he's really hard on the kids. And I don't think he, he was huge on like TK. I love when TK's like interacting in the game as far as doing his shit talking you know, a mini Marshawn. He's not, no one's as good as that guy. Right. Uh, as big as shit disturber, but I think TK plays better when he's like that. I Absolutely. really do. I feel like he's he's more involved in the game. And I don't know. Oh, just a little internet snafu. We'll get through it. I don't know. That's all right. But I, you know, I do Travis, like cut though. it out. Just play hockey and and and. Yeah, and Claude turned around and said something in French. So when we went in after the first period, G had like his little thing he always did. He gets fully undressed, every bit of gear off. He would walk down, get a half cup of coffee, and he would swing back through where my area was. And when he came through, I said, hey, what'd you say there to AV? Because he said it French. I don't, I have no clue what he said. And he goes, I just told him to leave him alone. He plays better when he's fucking in guys' faces. So... I think kind of messed with him a little bit uh, mentally, you know, like where we're talking about grabbing the sticks for TK, but I really think this guy could score goals, man. Like he could shoot a puck. He's fast, but you're right. He was snake bit and he finally got one. And then, a, you know, a few more, it's usually how it happens. Look at JVR. Like he, how many did he get in the last 10 games? 10? I know. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. He, he uh, racked him up. You know, guys are streaky like that, but I, I, I like TK's game and I really like it when he's playing like, like an asshole. Like he's in there yeah. in guys' faces. We got a uh, Scott Hughes. Actually, Scott was actually involved in the Ed Snyder youth hockey program uh, when he was younger. So uh, I know he listens to Nancy Knuckles all the time. So he's a huge uh-huh. fan. Um, what would you say is your best memory working with the Flyers organization? Um, tough memory? question, Scott. Jesus. I, um, I mean, one of the best times ever was 2010, that whole run. You know, coming back from 3-0 down, like, let's be honest, boys, no one thought that was happening. And that was probably one of the coolest things. But I, I, I swear to you, not to sound like a cheese ball, but I I, I, I never took a day for granted. I, I, loved, I loved it all, but that was probably one of my favorite, you know, mo- moments, I guess, was that whole run. I guess it's a few months worth, but that was probably my favorite thing. That was, you know, like I said earlier, I'm from, I'm actually from Boston and okay. that whole series, you know, my buddy and I, he's a flyer fan too. We went to game, was it two when Lucic got the goal with like a minute left, went to game five when Gagne scored on the breakaway. We had tickets to game seven in Boston, yep. but my friend and I, we were only juniors in high school at the time. And my mom, she's like, Hey, you, you boys made commitments to the girlfriends. You have to go to the prom. The place didn't have a TV, so I'm getting oh, text no. updates. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. Like, one of the worst times to, like, not be able to have a TV at least. But, yeah, yeah man, what a, can you just talk more about that comeback? Because, like you said, that that game three 
when when Blake Wheeler deflected that goal and from like the freaking face off dog down the street, that was so yeah. deflating. I know it was, and you know, like like you said, you you go down three nothing. It's like, oh man, like it's, it's just because it has rarely been done. You know, Mike Richards has done it twice now. Yeah, uh, your boy, but um, it was when when we got that the one win where Gags came back to play, and you know they had to kind of prod him because he his he had a you know he's coming off that broken bone. I'm not sure it was quite all the way healed, to be honest with you. But uh, he got it. You're like, well, at least we got a game. And you're not trying to be negative. But in your head, like, come on, man. We got to go back there. But I'll tell you what. I'm not I'm not making this up because we ended up winning. But in the locker room, like, after the game, quickly, like, Lavi spoke. And he goes, that's one. He goes, all we got to do is think about one game. One game we got to win in two nights or whatever, you know, day and a half. And the guys were like, you could, you had almost had a feeling when it was three to one, like, and the whole day, I'll, I'll never forget that day. Like uh, the night we went back, our buddy from the Red Sox had his, had his uh, ring on. Uh, he was an equipment guy. And when we played in the uh, outdoor game in Fenway, uh, he worked with us. So he came and had some beers with us and dinner and he brought his ring. He goes, everybody put this on for good luck. He was actually pulling for us, or at least he acted like he was. Yeah, right. Uh, he's from there. So, but he was, he's an awesome guy. And anyway, um, we all put it on. And the next game, I think if I'm not, you guys may remember better, but I, I almost think we shut him out. I don't know if it was four to one, three to one, but was Gags had two game goals. Five, right? Yeah, there was yeah. a four nothing shutout. Yeah, the, yeah. Hard no scored twice and so did Gagne. There you go. Because then and, that's when Boucher got God. hurt and they had to bring in Leighton. That's right. No, that's right. Yeah, because Backstrom. Uh, the Swedish kid uh, was backing up the last two games of that. I've mm-hmm. seen pictures and videos uh, a lot, but yeah. And then, so now it's three, two and it's like, man, like we went at home game seven, you never know. And then you get down three, nothing in game seven. And it's like, uh, great run. I mean, you know, that place just felt sound like the roof was going to come off that place when they got that third goal. And then, Lavi called a timeout, man. And he said, just get one before the period's over. JVR hit the one off the guy's stick and it beat Rask. And next thing you know, fuck, I mean, it was, it was one of the coolest things ever. I mean, I was the most excited. I've seen a locker room after a series. I think, you know, it probably would have been a little more exciting if we would have won the cup. <laughs> after so, yeah, that, right. uh, it was still, it was, it was definitely one of the, the my best moments in hockey for sure. What about uh? So I got a question for you. I sh- I, th- I feel like I should have done more research on on the phantoms for this. Um, I had the pleasure of uh, interviewing Garrett Burnett before he had actually passed away. Yeah. You uh, you have any uh, anything good on it, Garrett Burnett? I mean, he yeah. was an absolute character. That guy. Dude, you put that perfectly. He's a character. He was. Um, we got him. You know, he came in that year and. I remember him walking in. I'm like, oh, this is a big boy, man. Like, he's a big dude. And I think the first game he finally got in, I think he had three fights. And as you guys know, you're, you're done after that. The fights weren't overly great because he fell. But, I mean, he was just so game. And he was such a good teammate. But he had this thing. I don't know if you guys heard me talk about it, but he used to eat Flexol. Yeah. He would take power bars <laughs> and he would dip them in Flexol and eat them. And it was, I don't know why he did it. Our old, our old medical, uh, uh, our our medical guy was Chris, uh, the cat Felix, and who God rest him, he passed away a few years ago. Um, he said, "Wait, do you see this guy? Like he's a beauty. 
He had had him in Binghamton for a few games with the Rangers when he worked there. So anyway, he was eating that stuff and he was, he was so game. He stood up for his teammates. We had an issue. We had a, in the playoffs the year, we won the cup in 98. We played Albany and they had a really, really tough team and um, great series. It was really good hockey. And um, it was back when you could dress as many guys as you wanted for warmups, right? Like you could have like few extra. It was almost like the flyer situation with Montreal way back in, in the day. Um, they were shooting a puck down. So Bernie is like, Dassey, tell me when they go to shoot it. He's like, stay out here. And I'm like, I'm like, what, dude, there's like six guys on the ice. Wait, and Andre Payette. Oh, Andre. Brett. Remember Pi? I don't know if you guys remember him. He was tough. I've thought, we've talked that one here. So Pi, Pi's like, I, I'm with you, Bernie. I'm with you. So they're both kneeled down like little kids, like they're hide and seek, like playing hide and seek. So I'm like, after like a mess with the sticks, well, here, here comes Skurlak. And he fires the puck down, and I'm like, there they go, boys. And Bernie goes flying off the bench. Pye <laughs> goes flying the other way. He goes into the locker room. He doesn't go on the ice. Bernie's out there with seven guys, and he ends up fighting. It's actually on YouTube. Uh, the, the fight is on YouTube. Uh, he's out there fighting, and all the guys come running out. And Billy Barber goes walking on the ice, and their coach is out there and kind of breaks them up. They kind of broke each other up, which was good because – once they fell, it was like, okay, we did what we did. But uh, Bernie was just a complete character. You're right, man. And I, I actually, every summer I go to Vegas uh, with two of my best friends, and um, I, I would see him the last few years. I've seen him, and I get to hang out with him. I would go over and see him where he was working, and I was always worried about him, man. He was just such a good dude and get himself in some situations. Yeah. I, think, I don't know if you guys know, years ago, uh, God, it was when Mellon Arena was still there. It was when we – we're in the uh, conference finals against Pitt whenever we had uh, Jason Smith and all those guys, everybody got hurt. Um, but one of the guards came in the locker room and said, Hey, there's a guy out here named Garrett's asking for you. So I'm like, Oh, who the hell is it? You know, I had no idea. I walk out, it's Bernie. And I'm like, Oh my God, he, he was slurring. He had been hit with a pipe in a head in his head. Oh yeah. Leading a night, leaving a nightclub. Sorry. And, he was like in a coma for a while. Yeah, he got hurt real bad. Yeah, and he real was down. I'm like, Bernie, when are you going to stop doing stupid shit, man? But, you know, I, I think he had ended up defending someone, is, is what ended up happening yeah, he with did, that. Yeah, it actually wasn't. Yeah, for he once. Was, he, had <laughs> heart, he had a heart as big as a room, seriously. Like, he, he was one of the, the sweetest guys, nicest people you, you could ever meet. Like, he really was. He was awesome. And, and his teammates loved him, too. When we had him, uh, I had we had him on the. Sh I think the season was still going on, and um, it was just he was funny as shit. Like I couldn't yeah. even like some of the things that were. Crazy. It was like talk. It was like talking to Frank Bialowis, his younger brother. <laughs> yeah, well, and he lived they, with Frank, and then know. they lived together. Yeah, <laughs> we were. I, we would all just every day be like, "This is this isn't good. This this is not a good." He was thing. telling us he was he was taking a. Well, I think he has said something about the spectrum. Um, something about the, uh, the, I think he knew he was leaving or something was I forget what was going on, but he was taking spectrum chairs out of the back of the spectrum. Oh yeah, he was like I don't know what was gonna happen. Put him in the back of my truck and roll. That was it. Yeah, yeah, I believe it. He was he was a beauty. Those guys lived together. Like I said, we were just always like, man, this can't be a good thing, but they made it. Frankie looked out out for him. Uh, in yeah, twenty. I'm going to shift gears if you don't mind, Jesse, real yeah. quick. Uh, 2012 Winter Classic goes to Citizens Bank in Philly. Yep. 
Yeah. HBO 24 seven. Talk about that experience with the cameras rolling. And was that, was everybody's personality true? They weren't playing it up for the camera. You know what? It's funny. Like after like a day or two, you did, you are, people would say that like, you, you just kind of forget they're there. You really do because you, you know them and you start talking to them and hanging out and it's crazy. Like basically, are you asking me, is Briz like that? No, no, actually, I kind of <laughs> forgot about him. I'm I try to get him out of my memory. As yeah. As that sounds. <laughs> Man, I had so many, so many Briz stories, but um, no, I mean, that was, that was true, man. And you know, like, there's one, there's one clip I, I've seen a few times. Someone actually sent it to me a few weeks ago. It's where Lavi's really giving it to the guys, but that yeah. wasn't an act, man. He, I'll tell you, you talk about a coach that would make just one of the best motivators I've ever seen in my life. And it was never the same speech it was always something, uh, you know, a different angle he would take. And he, he did keep the guys interested in what he was saying, but, I used to literally love hearing his pregame talks. They weren't long they're three minutes, but like there's the one I'm talking about. He just says, you know, if you don't give it everything you have, basically you're not, you're not going to like your ice time. Yep. You earn your next shift. He goes, I want guys ripping their fucking hearts out, you know? And I love that. I thought it was awesome. And, you know, Torts is a lot like that. He's a, he's a highly competitive motiv- motivating guy. Um, but, back to your question i i don't think there was anyone faking who they were during that it was um it was really cool and and you really did kind of forget that they were there because everybody was mic'd anyway so it's like they would be sneaking around sometimes they were video guys you didn't even know it you know because they were hiding so but it was it was cool it was a lot of fun so like the whole laviolette and steve odd thing like that was pretty funny dude that was legit and you know one of my best friends is Craig Berube and Otter's on his, yeah. uh, his his coaching staff. So I I always every time I talk, like, we'll Facetime because Jimmy Montgomery's there too. So sometimes they're obviously bored. They're Facetiming me, so you know they're bored. But they want me to do like my chief impersonations, like give us a good chief, and then they're all dying. You know they do that stuff. But that was that was legit. That was a legit thing. Like Otter was like, "You're being disrespectful. Let us go." And, actually walk around that tunnel thing so he wasn't trying to be disrespectful but that wasn't fake so all right let me, real quick was the editing fake as well because you had Ott and Giroux chirping about winning the face-off and then like it just cuts to Giroux cleanly winning the face-off like oh, did that actually happen bang bang like that that happened exactly like that and you That's know awesome. wow. we were talking before um we were talking before we started about one of your guests and he was didn't like uh, G talking, he thought he talked, he was too friendly. And the one thing I'll say about that is he's one of the biggest shit talkers ever. And unless you're down there to hear him and to know what he's saying, like it's, it's hard to say a guy, oh, he's, he's buddy, buddy with guys. Well, maybe he does have some buddies, but the guy's a sh- huge shit talker. So, that's the one thing I will say about G like I never saw him really or heard him being buddy, buddy. I'm not saying he, he dude, the games guys, the game's different. These guys yeah. train together now. It, it's, and I understand that's a lot of the old school people don't like it. It, it does kind of suck. Cause it was better when guys hated each other. To Bring the hatred back. You know, yeah. Like, 
Um, but uh, no, that was legit. That act that happened. And obviously, I remember G telling me he was telling Ott that because we can't hear it on the bench or anything. Right. So I remember him say he said that Otter told it. I remember him saying he said something to me about he's fifth in the league, and G's like, "Well, yeah, but I'm gonna win it," or or he, or he said he was gonna win it, and then G just won it straight back. That was G's first game back from a concussion when Simmer's knee got him. And oh, I think right. G had like four points that night in his first game back, and <laughs> he was really nervous about playing just because he had had the head injury. And he ended up – I think he was the number one star of the game. He was sick that night. I got to uh, – since we're on players, and Anthony, you know this guy, and a lot of people don't know this about me because um, it's it's random, and I hate when people say that it's random because I'm a huge, huge enforcer guy. Um, and Ice Guardians just fueled that fire, just completely fueled that fire. Um, two of my favorite players for the Flyers are Todd Fedorik and Jay Rosehill. Oh, Rose. You you got to tell me tell me you got something for for Jay Rosehill. Well, Ro- <laughs> yeah. Well, Rosie was a guy is another guy who's like super funny and like very very witty and he always had one-liners, but the thing I liked about Rosie was one he was tough as nails. Um and he if anyone touched anyone on our team he was standing up whether he played eight minutes or one minute. You're dead. You know, you touch this guy again. We were so confused when he came back and then we sent him to Lehigh. We're like, why are, why are, and you know that, and that's yeah. Hexy who is from more of a, a hard nosed game. Um, and he, you know, Rosie ended up down there the rest of that year, but there's some legendary, there's a couple legendary stories about Rosie, but I don't think I should, Say yeah, no, no we don't fun. want to get you in trouble um, because yeah, it happened. In, it. it happened when he played in a, with another team, but it's I, I can tell you guys how fair you'll die. It's an unbelievable story, no, but I don't that. know if he wants it out there. But uh, trying to think if there was anything else, he was just a great guy and, and a, um, like total team guy, funny as hell, like just just always fun to be around. That guy, I loved him too, man. I still stay in touch with him. He's a great. He's a firefighter now. Yeah, up in um up in Alberta, right? Yep, yep. Yeah, somebody so I live in North Dakota right now for work and somebody oh, okay. somebody I deal with is good friends with him and he was telling me about him and I was like, Oh my god, like no, I, I was get at the game walk. in Boston in uh twenty fourteen when he had like that spinorama goal. I'm like, Yeah, holy yeah. shit, that was awesome. You know what? That was the thing about Rosie. He wasn't a bad hockey player either. Right. Like he could for what he when you need those guys, like he could play and not hurt you. That was the thing about Rosie. Chief loved him. I will tell you this. I used to, me and Chief used to always kid around and we would, we had words for like girls with big, big boobs. And uh, we would say Kansas city or big cans. And right. So we would just be joking around. <laughs> so I'd tell the boys, like sometimes chief is giving it to a guy like, Hey, like Raffy, come on. Like, you, you know, you got to get that puck in deep. And then he would lean back and be like, any Kansas cities in the house, you know, like just getting around <laughs> with me. So I'm telling the boys that, you know, like all the time and, and chief just laugh. Like I, you know, I would say in front of him, obviously. So the one night, uh, Rosie was right after the Anthem and, uh, Rosie's got his helmet off and he's leaning back and he's spraying his hair and his face. And of course it's getting all over us. And chief chief happened to say to me, any cans of, or he said any canomatics that's what he said that night when rosie <laughs> so and 
Rosie was like drinking as he had just sprayed his face and he heard him say any canomatics in the stands and he like <laughs> spit the water <laughs> up and he turned around and chief like kind of laughed and pat him on the back he goes pay attention you know like <laughs> Rosie's like holy fuck I thought you were kidding you know when he's I'm like well he just does it once in a while just for fun but um yeah Rosie I loved him man I love that's him. that's the thing about those guys and that's why I feel like you know I grew up being like a roofer you know like didn't go to school, didn't do all stuff like that, like that that blue collar, you know, mentality yeah. upbringing. And Philadelphia, man, the, the enforcers, you know, they they're legends. I mean, you yeah. know, your your best friends were Bile Alice. You know, you remember the time period where his jersey sales were selling more than Leclerc and Lindros. The, the guy had a billboard in Philadelphia, and he played for the Phantoms. I know. I mean, there was a <laughs> night I've told this before, you guys. I'm sorry if you've heard me say it, but there was a he wasn't playing for some reason. It may have been his knee. One game, and it was, I think that was the night it was Animal Night. They called it Animal Night, and he was on the <laughs> cover. He had a big python on the cover of the ma- of the game uh, magazine, whatever you call it. And uh, so they were like, okay, in between the second and third, Frank's going to be signing in the concourse. This is at the Spectrum. We go out, and, you know, the Phantoms drew well, like the first oh, few yeah. years. And, I mean, you know, there's like 14,000 people there whatever maybe more that night i don't know but we go out for the third period there's no one in the stands they were all what the line went around the concourse to get his autograph on that book or on the, on the the program and i remember billy going what the fuck's going on? like where'd everybody go and and, and uh i said vote uh, jason vogel was our uh our uh, pr guy and he said you should in between the second and third, he was walking up those steps up to where the uh, that box was where all the reporters sat, the press box. And uh, he was like, there's already a line around the thing for, for Francois. We called him Francois, Francois. for the animal. Uh, <laughs> and uh, he goes, he told me that. So when Billy looked down, he goes, what? And I was like, Frankie's signing. And, and he was like, oh, I thought his head was going to. I'm like, who cares? <laughs> like Billy just, you know, Billy was the same guy that would be like, you know, there'd be 10 seconds left in a game. We're up five, nothing or five, one. Cause we won a lot those couple oh, of years. Oh yeah. And, uh, the whole place is going animal, you know, or we want Frank Just, again, like 10 seconds. And he'd put him out to be like, Frank, get out there, but don't do anything stupid. We're just like, <laughs> Oh, okay. 17,000 people are screaming this guy's name. He's got smoke coming out of his nose, like a bull. <laughs> So he just obviously grabbed someone and just start pounding them. But uh, he was one of the toughest men I've ever seen. And I know he was in American League. He only got four NHL games. But I remember Roger Nielsen, actually, guys, I don't know if you ever heard this. He, he said it to the media when they were having some issues. I think I think Brash might have been here then. I can't remember who was the, the top, tough guy. But he goes, we might have to call that animal guy up. You know, we're like – do you not know his name, Rog? I love Roger Nielsen. He was one of the nicest men I've ever met in hockey. But it was just funny because he goes, yeah, we might have to call that animal guy up. There, there's a – me and Frank had a huge uh, a huge conversation about that uh, and why he wasn't called up. But it's very interesting. Definitely an off-air topic. I'm not touching that. Yeah, well, um, I mean, I, I, I'll just say this. My opinion, I think they were afraid because if he did go up, you're you telling me it? Are you going to do it? wouldn't go nuts for – I mean, and then you send him down. You can't send him down. If he comes yep. in there and just starts shit-kicking people, 
that place is going bananas. How do you send them down? Then you're in one, right? I, that's my opinion. That's that. Yep. I mean, and and honestly, and you know, I know you know he he was gonna kick the shit out of a lot of fucking people, dude. Like yeah. that was one of the baddest men I've ever watched on that on the it, ice. He he his fights usually didn't last too long because usually within the first five to six absolute bombs that he threw, if one hit, I mean it was it was over. You know, he'd either knock him out or knock him down. Um, I saw him fight a lot, and it, it, just sitting there, you're like, is he gonna like? Is he gonna lose? Like, he's fighting big guys. You know, Frank. I don't know if you ever met him in person. He's not the tallest guy. Nah, he's got you know, such a short arms, arms too. Yeah, he doesn't have the longest arms, but the power. Whew, like he, I mean, he he hurt some people bad. Well, even that when me and him first started talking, Anthony, I hate the yeah. You're from oh, Boston. Hey, this act, this actually, Good this combo, actually, dude. this will actually uh, bring your Boston in, into it. When uh, you know everybody was a fan of the goon thing, and it was a hot topic a long time ago. When I, I started telling people about how that's actually not how that is. Like you know, the goon uh, Frank is actually Ross the Boss Ray. That's actually him. Yeah. And uh, you know the other way around. So you know I was, I was talking to uh, trying to get uh, Doug um, Smith on the show. And Frank's like, I'll go on with you. I'll go, I'll go on with you. And I'm like, all right. So I messaged Doug Smith. Was like, hey man, I'm trying to throw together this thing real quick. Uh, you and Frank, he read it, and then I never heard a thing from him ever again. <laughs> I was like, Frank, is he scared? What's going on here? He goes, man, what the fuck, man, fuck that guy. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, okay, exactly. okay, I'm done. Exactly now. what he would have said. Yeah, but I got a Doug. The I got a Doug Glatt jersey on there. Now I'm gonna buy a uh, Ross the Boss Ray when I have him sign it because I mean that's just it's just fitting. Yeah. So, you can get it. Yeah, no, I got one on another individual player, and then, I don't know, maybe we'll talk about the generation we got going on now with the team. But um, going back to 2012, he was only here the one year. I, I feel like an idiot if I don't mention him. The legend, Yarmer Yager, just talk about what it was like having him in the locker room. Guys, he was he was amazing. I, I was one. like, uh, you'd, hear, you'd heard horror stories about how high maintenance he was. He really wasn't that bad, and, and it's funny. He was 40 years old at the time, and he was so jacked and ripped, and he used to come in the room. It was funny. He would be flexing. You know, be, hey, all you young guys, this is 40, you know, and we're just like, holy cow. But you talk about a guy that worked his balls off, man. This guy, every night, like, if it wasn't a game, he well, even after games, like, he would work out later in the evening, like, later at the night, but he had a key. We ended up giving him a key to the to the facility, and he would practice, do his workout, and then he would come back at night, put the TV on, and he used to have this um, uh, golf cart wheel. You know, they're kind of heavy. Well, he would shoot it with his stick. Like, it's, like, heavy. Yeah. So he would shoot it, like, 30 times, and he wore his 40-pound uh, weight vest. He would shoot it off the wall, like, 20, 30 times, and he would sprint all the way down the hall, which – uh, he would open up the door. So it's a pretty good sprint. It's like, you know, I don't know, 80 yards maybe in total. Uh, and then he would come back down, sit and watch TV for a minute, get back up and do this whole thing. And he would lift. And then he would skate after the last men's league game was over at skate zone. And the kids that worked there loved it because they would go, he would, they would go on the ice with him and feed him one timers. And he would just shoot pucks. But we played, I remember the one night we played in uh, Jersey and we flew to Boston so after the game, you know, when we land, when we would land, I would take the gear to 
to the arena and set everything up for the next day. And I, I'm, a, I'm like guessing on the time, but it was probably like, I don't know what time I was done work, 1.30 in the morning. So we guy gives us a ride back to the hotel. Well, we played, like I said, in Jersey. We, we're walking in. Yogg's coming back from a run. He went on a run at 1.30 after he played a game, after he worked out after the game, because he worked out after the games too. Uh, we're always waiting on him. Um, but he was a machine, and he was a great guy, dude. And I, I was shocked, boys, that he did not sign back here. Like, we, he loved it here. Mm-hmm. He really did. Like, he just – he loved it. And we were shocked that he didn't come back. But him and Chief, guys, oh, man. Talk about being mic'd. I wish we could have had <laughs> stuff like that because him and Chief would go at it in a fun way. He would come back to the bench. And Yogs, you know, guys, how he would be on the right side, that wall, like opposite of where G would always be. And he would get the puck, and he would, like, Chief would say, look at him massaging it. Just let the time run off, Yogs. Go ahead. That's what he'd be saying. <laughs> and then Yogs would come back. He is, hey, you're their best killer, buddy. Good job. Way to hold it for 45 <laughs> seconds on the wall, you know. And he would be like, and Yogs would laugh. Like, he loved Chief. And he was just like, uh, he was like, Oh, Chief, you you played a lot of power play. He goes, nope, but I was out there slapping guys like you around. That's what he was saying. <laughs> and Yogs loved it. And he went to Chief for he went to Chief for a lot of stuff. Like he always he he really liked Chief and respected Chief. And you know, like it's funny when he was the head coach here. Not to get off topic, but quickly, uh, Yager loved him, but. You got to realize, like, Chief was a tough – he was an enforcer. He knew his role, like, for a long time. He did it a long time. But think of all the coaches he played for. Think of all the meetings he sat through. Like, some people don't understand. That's why he's a good coach. He's seen it all. He's seen all these different I – mean, but think about Keenan, just off the top of your head, Keenan, Sutter, uh, you know, Roger Nielsen. Like, so many coaches he played for. And uh, he's such a great coach. I but Yogg's really like confided in him a lot. But Yager was just awesome to have. He was really good with the kids. We called it uh, Yarmer Yager uh, hockey camp because he would take the kids on early. And I say kids like Braden Shen and uh, Matt Reed and all those guys Matt that were Reed. young at the time. Uh, Simmer even, you know, Simmer was fuck. Simmer was young when, he, when we got it. Uh, Coots was here. He was a rookie. He was eighteen. Forget about that too. Like. You look at Coots, you're thinking, what's he? Thirty five now? How long has he been here? Fuck, he's not even. What's he? Twenty eight. Yeah, he's, he's not. Here. I don't think he's thirty. Yeah, yeah. Like, but Yogs was awesome, man. He was, he was literally, he was so much fun to be around, and so many people just wanted to see him shake his hand, like on the road. Obviously, he's a legend. You guys imagine if he had played for the five years he left, what his numbers would be in the NHL? Incredible. You know, kind of forget about that. But uh, he was, he was awesome. He really that line with him and Claude and, and Hartnell was uh, was really good. He was, a, he was a legend. treat. He was a treat. Yeah, exactly. He's an absolute legend. Guy's still playing. You huh. can't forget about the, you know, the the selfie. I mean, yeah. <laughs> that's that's hey, absolutely what legendary. Wheel, hey, that's they're great. all like twenty four and under. This guy, <laughs> he's a legend over there, man. Like, and you know what's funny is like when we went to uh, over to Prague to play that game against Chicago a couple years ago. <laughs> I'm still the team, and um, it was awesome. I sat with him at the so- we went to a soccer game with Chicago. So we were in this area, but we had seats in the stands. It was it was aw- it was such a great night. But uh, Yogs came to the game, so I sat. I got to sit with him and catch up um, the whole game. And uh, people left him alone. But man, you, 
like you just it was almost like people weren't watching a game because Yogs was sitting in the stands, you know. And even Jake, like there was paparazzi everywhere. I'm like, what? What is this? TMZ? Are we in LA? Like, what, what's going on? They were following us everywhere we went. Like, literally, it kind of would be a pain in the ass to be honest, you know. But anyway, Yogs was just man. What a like you said, he just a legend, just an awesome guy. Yeah, I don't know, Jesse, if you want to maybe shift gears. To I want to jump into the team. Yeah, let's do it. Jump into the team. Um. We do some. I do want to do one thing though. We do this this take on the show. We do it during the season. It's beauty of the week. Um, now obviously it was beauty of the year. Uh, my constant beauty of the week was Zach McEwen every single week. Every single I, I had the pleasure of actually sitting down with him uh, through the flyers, like you know, a, a ten minute, fifteen minute interview. Obviously, want to get him on at some point if we can make that happen. But um. Yeah, you guys had a more. What are your What are your thoughts on? Uh, do you think that there's any validity in? And I know that Anthony, you have the one about about Torch coming in. Do you think Do you think Torch is going to kind of bring that, intensify that kind of play this year? You know, like I don't think. Well, I know Torch doesn't have a problem with that kind of play, and you you know people you can say what you want. You need guys like him on your team. I, I don't care if you're, oh, you're old school. Well, good. I'm old school. It's not mm-hmm. old school, man. It's like, uh, you know, I was, I was watching you guys. You guys were talking about, uh, like, in Washington with, with Tom Wilson. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sure Zach doesn't want to, like, you know, like, we talked about this. And any tough guy, like, it's nerve-wracking, like, going into games like that. But he understands that, and that's his job. But you have to have a guy like that, or you're going to get slapped around. You know, you you have to have, I think one of the biggest things is is the identity of the Flyers. And I'm not talking about Broad Street. We know it's not going to be like that because you have to be able to play the game now, right? Like you, you and I believe Zach's a good enough play. Like, I think he's fine. I think he does well when he plays. Um, he can skate. He's big body. He lays, you know, he lays a body when he can. But yeah, I think Torts, Torts likes that kind of play. And, and Torts is going to be like, you know, whether it's him or, Atkins, like, if someone does something to your teammate, boys, like, let's jump in here, you know, and, and and create an identity. And I'm not talking about taking dumb penalties and things like that. Right. But, like, you have to have it in this in the game. Like, you have it. You have to have it. I that's my opinion, and doesn't mean it's right. But I no, it's right. No, it's right. That's what I, you yeah. guys think as no, it's well. That's absolutely and right. I, I mean, <laughs> I completely, think. I agree. I mean, you look back in 2010, right? Like when the Flyers make the Cup. Yeah, they had Carcillo, but you also have Ann LaPierre as well. I mean, so you yeah. had a couple of tough guys. And look at this tr- last trade deadline. Minnesota, they get a couple of players. Obviously, oh. they get Fleury, but they beef up their fourth line, get Delorier, oh, you know? Exactly. And so, you, like you said, you still need it in the playoffs because it's completely different game once the postseason hits. 100%. And and you can't say, oh, there's no fighting. There's fighting in the playoffs, boys. Like, Just there, was a lot, there, was. there was a lot <laughs> fighting in the whole season this year. There was yeah. a, a lot, an increase. And, and you know, I I can't – it seems like to me the teams that keep making it, I'm not – like I don't think Tampa really has a so-called tough guy, but they do have team toughness. Patty Maroon will Bogosian. stand up. But, yeah, Bogo, you're right. Like he, He'll do what he has to do. Corey Perry's ne- – all his weight on a guy's ankle the other yeah. day. You know, people are like, that's bullshit. But, dude, he wants to win. I That guy, I would take him on my team in a heartbeat. I know he's getting old. But, like, 
man, I, I was, was able to meet him years ago with Jeff Carter. I used to go back to London for a golf tournament cart. Jeff would take us back and they're from the same area. I don't know if you guys remember like Perry when they were playing uh, LA, the Kings, and they had a bit of a rivalry there. And uh, Jeff had put his gloves down and Paris reached around with a water bottle and just, Oh, that's ran. right. I remember, you that. Guys remember that. Oh yeah. Like, shit like that just makes <laughs> me laugh. But like, but back to what you guys are saying, like you, you have to have that. And, and Zach McEwen, I don't know why he's not signed already. To be that's, honest, thank I know. You. And we said that to him, you know, like, and I was texting with him about this other thing uh, a couple days ago. And I'm like, you sign yet? He goes, no, I'm open soon. So, um, they got to get him. Man. I think he's a huge, huge piece that should stay here. Um, I agree. Like you said, he, he knows his role. He knows what he's here to do. He wants to play hockey, but he knows what his role is too. And it's, Gr- and you know, when, even with him in the lineups, like what we were saying about, we used to say about Rosie, um, I mean, we did have Wayne, but like Wayne also was a 30 goal scorer most of the time. And yes, he would fight. You're not going to tell the guy he can't fight. He's going to fight whether you want him to or not. But like when you have a guy like Zach, maybe Wilson's not going to run around like a like a donkey, you know, or, or, or Reeves and or these guys. And maybe they will. But if he answers the bell, they, they probably stop. You know, it really doesn't happen anymore because they can say what they want. No one loves fighting but it's part of your job. It's part of your job, you know? Well, look at, look at even, uh, this is just, this is short of, uh, look at the, the Rangers this year, this year, after what happened last year, then they get Ryan Reeves. And now what? <laughs> I mean, exactly. come on. Exactly. It's not a coincidence. It's not, you're totally right. And, and that you just, again, it's not going to ever be the way it used to be, but no. there's still, you have to, you have to hold the other team accountable. And you have to have team toughness. And Zach McEwen, to me, is such a huge piece for this team. I think as long as he keeps the long hair and the mustache and doesn't touch the <laughs> yeah, hair. Right? You talk about Carcillo lookalike right there. That's yeah. all I can think yeah. of. <laughs> yeah, but he's got a lot of size on Carbomb. Have you guys ever <laughs> met him? He's not a very big guy. He fought big guys, but he wasn't that big. Carcillo? Yeah. Day oh, small guy. Not a very big guy. I used to love just watching him, like, just – go freaking nuts like just in fights and stuff but um man he was he talked a lot too he was fun to listen to on the bench chirping guys it was awesome let me take it back real quick because i've always wondered this i never knew why he did it hopefully you do know why when he won the fight over sean thornton in the winter classic in 2010 he goes to the the penalty box and does this yeah what was that i don't know i don't know if he really knows but from then on uh like he sends elvis my son He'll send little videos too, because my my son like my son wasn't even alive when he, but he's seen all these videos. He like all he does is watch flyer stuff, hockey stuff. But he he always goes like like he always does yeah. And we were like, I forget what Don Cherry said. Don Cherry said he he's given the I forgot what he called it, but we all laughed. We're like, what was it? He goes, I don't know, man. It was just, it just felt right. I was like, oh, it was right. <laughs> it was right. And it was funny because. uh Thority um, fought him, and Carbon caught him. Oh he, yeah, he did. Yeah. Thority was like, "Oh, I slipped," and we we're like, "Oh no, you didn't slip, bro." Like, you got caught. Brother. He got you. But Carbon packed a punch, man. For a guy that wasn't very big, he could just punch. Zach Ronaldo was the same way. Uh, it's funny, like guys that aren't overly huge that pack such a hard punch, and those two, but uh, were. But I don't know exactly what made him do it. But 
We all loved it. We thought it was hilarious. Uh, getting back, I no, it's, I've always wondered that. But uh, getting back to this year's team, and you know, obviously struggled past couple of years. Carter Hart, good to see him bounce back this year. He didn't have the best to help in front of him. He kind of got shut down a little bit with a, another injury and stuff like that. Is it time that – and let's face it, too, his progression has kind of been stunted, right? He comes up halfway through 18, then you get the COVID year the next year, and then a weird year last year where you couldn't see anybody. Um, he deserves a longer leash in Philly, right, like before fans trying to start to harp on him? I really I, – I mean, I know I'm buddies with him and everything. I'm not just saying it, but, like, if you just look at his starting with, like, junior, world junior, like, yeah, like I think he's a real deal, man. I really do. You know, I've heard some people say some things, but, like, I think he's the real deal. We'll see. They're going to need help. We all know they need a little bit of help on the back end. Uh, or You need Ellis healthy. That's number one. Like, that improves everything. You know, it helps Provorov. Um, but you still got to get another guy in here. Like, mm-hmm. you need – you need a good top four. Like you guys remember, stop. I think I heard you guys talking about that a little bit stop. as well. Yeah, I see you smiling up there. Just stop. We stop. What? Well, no, I no, I no, I heard you guys talking about this, but you need you need a good top four. You you'd like to have a great top six, but your fifth and sixth guys just need to be defensive minded, shut down guys. But when we went to the finals in 2010, not to keep going back to that team, you you guys do you remember who the fifth and sixth D were? Trying to think of the top per, uh, Perron, Perron, yeah. uh, Ryan Perron, yeah. we called him Bernie, Ryan Parent, and um, I always forget. Was it Savret? No. Well, Sivy was on the team, but uh, Christy, uh, Christy, it's a start with a K. He was a Czech guy. We got him from Tampa at the deadline. He wore number two. Oh, um, um, I can't ever pronounce his name properly because he was I know, Krajacek, Luka Krajacek or something like yeah, that. There you yeah. go. He could Ooh. skate his ass. That guy could skate like the wind. He, he skated like Jeff Carter. Um, he was a little – he was he wasn't like uh, – he didn't like getting in the corners too much, but that fifth and sixth – they were the fifth and sixth guys, and they filled in when they had to because you had Pronger who could play 40 minutes if he yeah. wanted, right? And you got a guy now – I know, I, I know um, Josh, you're a little down on Provy, but – like here's a guy that can definitely play 30 minutes a night. He logs a lot of time. He's been, he's played with everyone in the organization on D and I'm not making excuses for him, but it's just, this guy's, this guy's good, man. I, I, I really believe that. And I think they got to get another guy. So they have a good first, second pairing and you still got to have, you still have to have a, you know, obviously your fifth and sixth D man. Um, but they, they got to do something to address that. And they have to play better team defense, in my opinion. You know, like, it's tough, too, man. You got, you're got throwing all these kids in there, boys, because everybody's hurt. Yeah. So right. it's hard to even know what you really had last year because, I mean, every time you turned around, I mean, look, I don't have to tell you guys. You guys follow it just as much. I mean, every time you turn around, someone was hurt. Yeah. You know, and even down better. to HL, the HL you're, started getting slim, too. It was yeah, like there's no exactly. one to pick anymore. No wonder they couldn't make the playoffs there. You know, they were having to pull different guys from East Coast teams every night just to get a, a, a you know, a lineup together. Uh, poor Lappy there, but he, you know, he never complained about it. But, you know, if, I wish, everybody wishes that all the injury stuff hadn't happened, but it did. So you kind of don't know where some guys are just because, I mean, look at Coot, like you were missing Coots, Hazy, Farabee. All these guys, like all your guys down the middle that, that were hurt at one time. Coatsy was on a few weeks ago with us on Nasty Knuckles, and he, like, 
called that out. He was like, you had your top, basically your four centermen out at one time. And, you know, no one wants to hear excuses. Guys aren't making them, but it is kind of, I mean, you got, you got to see the light when the light's on. Right. I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, so I think, I think Carter's the real deal. I think you need to do something for the D, but it's not that easy. What are we looking at? Five mil in cap space right now. Obviously they're going to have to make some moves. I know you guys have talked a little bit about that. Like, you know, everybody's talking about moving Reamer's money. Um, the thing is funny about James is I, I he scores, man. And I know yeah, like, that's the thing that holds goals at the end of the year. But I feel like since he's been here, and this is just my opinion, um, a guy like Reamer's got to play with skilled guys. Yeah, he, he's not going to score on a fourth line. So either move his money, move him, or you try to let him play for a while with a top top line or whatever. I know he's he's good on a power play. Like, no one can say he's not. Like this guy can tip a puck. He's got great hand eye. But you know, people want to get rid of his money, and I'm not saying that's not what needs to be done. I don't know what needs to be done. I don't know if anyone does, but hopefully they figure it out. But you got to create some space to sign Johnny Gaudreau if he's going to sign here, Whoa. right? Like, Whoa. I'm hearing that's going to happen. Um, that would be great, but, I mean, yeah. he, he's asking for an awful lot. That's the one. Like, I said the other day to a couple people uh, that work in hockey over there, and I'm like, you going to pay him 10 mil? Like, oh. Are you like no. because Tough. someone might offer him that now? He does want to be on the east coast, his wife works here, she's pregnant. Um, Ooh. I think he wants to be here, you know. Hometown discount, he... <laughs> come on, man. <laughs> hey, originally, originally I, I was told, um, through someone that's really close with him, like he was actually thinking about Boston Rangers, Flyers. And Washington, all right, all right, all right, but yeah, but then I heard like from a really good source three days ago that he's basically a done deal that he is coming here. Didn't hear any kind of numbers, but um, I heard it was it was basically done. It, that could be BS too, but that's what I was told. Um, you know, was, I'll oops, go ahead. No. I'll say this: I don't know what I I'm going to do. I don't. Know I just what, saw I'm, the weird stat though, though Jesse and Nasty. I mean. No team has won the cup with a $10 million player. And I don't know, maybe Kevin Hayes can talk him into maxing out at seven, seven and a half. That's what Hayes is making. And look at Boston went to the Stanley Cup in 2019. Bergeron, Pasternak, Marchand. I think the most one of those three was making was seven million or something like that. Like, you know, you're going to need players to fit the cap and take a bit of a discount if you want to go to where you want to get to. 100%. I, I agree. That if it's a guy that's like, I don't think you guys are real big on G, but say it's G, you know, he's 34 now, but like I could see G saying, okay, I'll take a discount because if he hadn't been traded, but like you got Johnny coming, this is the biggest, this is what these guys wait on is this free agency because that's when you're going to, you know, you got to take advantage of it. Uh, I'm not saying he won't take it. I don't know. I haven't talked to him about it, but. I agree with what you're saying. You need guys. I think that's Tampa fits guys in like every year, right? Since they won that first mm-hmm. one, they, they lose guys because they're going to have to, but they do a good job of fitting those in. Now we're nowhere near that area right now, but um, it would be nice if Johnny would take a bit of a discount. But you, you like, we're talking about with the D, like 
you still got to come up with money to pay a defenseman. Phil um, Myers. You know, Phil, My- you know, poor Phil ended up in the American League. Oh. <sighs> The end of the year, man. I, I felt so uh, bad for him. That was like, my guy, man. Uh. But and you know, Sam been... had a had a good year, man. Like he really improved. Um, I hope he keeps going that way because he's got a lot of tools in the toolbox, man. He can skate. He's got. A, he's really. I think he's gifted offensive. I think he could have had a lot. What do he have? Nine goals, seven goals. I can't remember exactly what he had, but I think I, he had chances to, to have fifteen probably you know goals or more and maybe that comes to him but uh they definitely got to do something about the D and hopefully they can sign Johnny I think that'd be good for Hazy too you know those guys played together and and he he Johnny you know he's from here there's a lot of pressure on guys though too I mean imagine the pressure if he does sign whatever he signs for nine million he doesn't produce which I think he will yeah he's a good he's a good player man now I just Real quick, and we're coming up while we're past an hour. I don't know what your time frame is, but um, my wife will kick the shit out of me soon. Um, I have one question. He's my favorite player in, in the NHL. Um, do do you see Yandel stay? Yands? Yeah. I, I someone told me the other day that they thought he was gonna shut her down. Oh. Seem like it. Yeah, I, I know, I, but like, I just don't want it. <laughs> I, I know, man. It. What a guy, dude. Jeez, what a great guy, man. You and that was the, that was the hardest part in this entire year was was he was my favorite player off the Flyers. He comes to the Flyer, dude. I was doing circles on my forklift, throwing shit out, dude. I was going nuts. And then he just got so torched. Yeah. And I just hated and i was defending i was defending him on social media as much as i could and was just yeah, like it's i it's, hated it, it was tough man like i keep if you know like people won't resolve right yeah. but it's hard it's hard when you know someone too and you know mm. what kind of person they are and they get like just just attacked all the time yeah and, you know you get bitter about it but he had a tough go here but like it was a difficult situation. It, it was. And and I was at I'll tell you when I thought it was awful that they took him out of the lineup. And then he's back in the next day. Like, come on. It like, makes sense. And and let me ask you guys this, and, and this isn't me saying this, I've heard people say this, but it's it's a good point. I was talking to Scotty Upshaw the other day. He was like, Yeah, you know how many people that turned off player wise? Oh. I, and and I hate saying that, but it's a it was a. I didn't think of it that way. I'm like, wow, yeah, like, because I know a lot of the boys were. I said that me and Kevin Hayes talked that day, and I said, you guys need to pull a Rudy. I don't know if you guys are older. Yeah, enough oh to- yeah, with the jerseys on. Yeah, yeah. And I guess guys basically didn't go in with their jerseys, but were like, hey, let him play for like, let him play like for me. They weren't, you know, I wasn't in there, but I was told that. So, but I was kidding. I was just like, man, you guys should do a Rudy. You know, for for Yans, man, because what what a guy, dude! He handled it like a true pro that he is. Um, you know, if they had been, it probably would have happened a lot earlier with the season he was having. If they were winning and he was and he wasn't playing well, it'd have been right. one thing. But like, you're out of it. You've been out of it since January, basically, maybe even before that. Unfortunately, yeah. well, but, it's the thing know, that look not, at the younger kids, right? I mean, right. that towards the. Our episodes started getting towards, you know what, because I am very, I try to be as positive 
especially yeah. with these two on the show. I try to be as positive <laughs> as possible. Um, and I'm like, no, guys, like it's cool. We get a good look at these kids and all that. Yeah. But like, I I have followed Ronnie Adderd for a long time, and um, I just don't think that was the move at all. And right. and it is very biased because it's Yandel, and I'm a huge Yandel fan. But um, yeah, well, it was I, a shitty fucking move, dude. You're right. I mean, it's just it's just the fact that the guy's been in the league so long and. Does it really make a difference at the end of the day? If you, if I hate to say that, you don't want to lose, but like if you lose and he's a minus three, like at this point, just let the guy finish out the year. And you know, that's just my that's my opinion. I think it was a lot of people's opinion, but he's only eleven. You know, that's above my pay grade. So, well, plus Kessel got to leave. Like, what's that? Oh, I mean, yeah, you know, it was great. Did you guys see like he like took the open and face off or something? Yeah, and then left. Out? I thought that was pretty cool. What a beauty he is. Holy cow. He's a free agent, isn't he? Yeah. Oh, my God. Could you imagine that? <laughs> it's funny because someone told me the other day, I haven't talked to Kess in, a, in a, about a month, but someone told me he wanted to go back to Pittsburgh, and I'm like, I don't know if Hexy. I don't know if Hexy. Hexy was always like, he's not cheap. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, Hexy <laughs> puts points up, man. Like, I know. Every night. Every night we play them, he's got a goal and a two assists. Or I love that. Two he's goals, the, not he's, in shape. But no, I know the guy's a freak, man. You know, like guy can dunk a basketball. He could stand right. He could jump straight up from underneath and dunk a basketball. What? He's a freak. Defies the laws of gravity. He, I've seen actually other, I've seen like clips on like YouTube of guys talking about him. Um, but when we had Luke Shen, you know, Luke was with him in Toronto. Mm -hmm. And the big thing is they're always like Randy Carlisle, especially was like, you know, Phil, you better be in shape. And he's like, what? Tell him to fuck off. Like he has the funniest voice when he's talking. You know, he's like, you know, he's like, I'm not doing it. So they would mess around with Phil. They would get the strength guy to call him during the summer, and they're like, Hey, Phil, listen, I'm I'm flying down to see you. Uh, gonna work you out a couple days. He's like, That's baloney. Don't you? I'm not answering the door. You know, fuck you. You know, like all this stuff. So funny. But Luke told me they go in uh, training camp and they have to do like squat test and bench that phil goes walking in there with flip-flops on crushes everyone in camp on the squats <laughs> breaks the record or whatever then he goes and jumps on the bench and just bang bing 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 pounds out like he wins the thing and they're like we cannot name him the most fit player <laughs> like you know but he's a freak man the guys he's a machine you see him skate you guys seen him play oh, i don't yeah. have to tell you like he just he's just an unreal athlete man it's it's crazy how good of an athlete that guy is. His sister's pretty one. good too. His sister's pretty good too. Just yeah. So I throw that out there. We always we would bust balls say, man, she's the toughest castle. Because his brother, I know his brother as well. His brother actually played a little bit for the Phantoms. Um I, I didn't know that. I can't think of his first name. He Blake. actually played a um Blake? Pre yes, Blake. Sorry, thank you. Um Anthony's got all the I got a shot in the dog on that one, man. I, had, I was like, probably oh, he, that's probably brought you in, yeah. He played, he played, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I'm, I'm pretty 100% sure he played a either a rookie game in a Flyers jersey and I and Phil bought the jersey for Blake. That's cool. Um, because he was in an, it was an NHL jersey and he played a game. I think it was a rookie game though, but either way, um, yeah, that guy's a free agent too, but like you said, there's, if you could find some players, maybe it'll take a little bit of a break, but a lot of guys aren't real keen on this, what's been going on uh, yeah. in Philadelphia lately, unfortunately. But hopefully that changes. And 
Uh, I hear people talking about, you know, Torch is going to scare players away. I don't, I don't think I really so. buy it because, you know, Michael Delzato was on with us a while back and um, I talked to him a lot. He's one of my good buddies and he, it was funny. Like he played for Torch when he was a kid in New York mm-hmm. and Torch was a little wilder then, but, uh, and I've worked with Torch uh, three times with USA hockey. I love the man. He's, he's an unbelievable human being. Um, he just pushes you. He wants to win, which what's wrong with that? Some guys can't handle being yelled at, but, uh, DZ said he's like calmed down a lot. Like he's not nearly Hmm. like he was. He still expects the right things out of you, which that's what you want anyway. You want to get pushed, right? Like, so it'll be interesting. And it'll be interesting to see if Torch has anything to do with maybe a player or two coming here that he's had before, you know, like it's always interesting to see that. Hopefully they figure it out. It's funny you mentioned that because I, I said it on last episode of our show that, you know, you watch just from the 24-7 series to his time ending in Columbus, Torts has really dulled it down as being that big brash media guy. And one name I kind of made the similarities to a little bit in this aspect where um, was Bill Belichick. You see Bill Belichick and he's kind of an asshole to the media, but behind the scenes, a lot of the players love him and he can just talk about anything for the longest time. And I feel like Torts kind of does that in hockey. Obviously, he doesn't have the championships that Belichick does, but Torts takes and deflects a lot of the blame onto him instead of, you know, having somebody on the team be a whipping boy. So I think with Torts, he has calmed down a little bit, like you said. And I think, you know, this was one of my final questions for you was, what are your overall thoughts on Torts coming in? And do you finally think the accountability factor will be there in Philadelphia and, you know, really start to groom these young kids to mold them to play hockey the right way? I do. I think you couldn't have asked for a better coach to be named. I was, I love Torts. Like I said, I was kind of hoping Rick Tockett would get a little bit more of a look. Just and the reason I say that about talk is because, uh, just he was a flyer and he, he gets what it means to be a flyer from back when Mr. Snyder was here. I think that needs to come back a little bit. Um, more of that family aspect. Um, but that's more of a business side, you know, like they, that's just the way it happens these days. But uh, anyway, Torch, to me, he is going to do what you said, Anthony. He's going to, he's going to bring an identity and it. And I don't think it's his identity, but what he wants the team, what he believes they should be. And I mean, you can say what you want about Columbus, even the years they didn't make playoffs there, you were in for one when you played them, it was never an easy game. And I mean, I don't know what the record was, but how, how long did we go without winning a game in, in Columbus? I mean, yeah. we went a long time. Like, long time. And, and Torch just, man, I, I love the way he coaches. He's so passionate, but he is one of the nicest humans. If you if you look at interviews or, like, I know we've done a couple with people that play with Torch, and I have nothing but good things to say about him. They all have good things to say. The only guy was Doobie. You know, uh, Dubinsky <laughs> made put that tweet up there and I know, dude, I'm buddies with him I, I chuckled at it but the, the the weird thing about it is if you really think about it it's probably the only thing you've ever seen where a player like said something about him in a negative way um and it kind of shocked me I know some I kind of know why he's doing that but before they had their issues like Torch really leaned on Dubinsky as a player you know like he had him uh I guess in New York and then in Columbus there and, and uh, he did a lot for him. Like he brought him 26 
uh, I did the World Cup in 2016, and Doobie played for him, and he, you could tell Torch really liked Dubinsky. Um, some shit happened, I guess, but uh, I just, I don't think, I don't really think Torch is going to scare anyone off, and and I just love, I love that he's here, and I know he's reached out to players already, like once they named it, um, which is really cool. Um, he's already like trying to learn about the guys. He's such a family guy, and he's, I, I mean, I like sound like a broken record, but you're not going to meet a nicer I, human being. The Italian guy, right? Yeah, the Italians got to have the uh, yeah, Sunday dinner. Go. He's awesome. He really is. Nasty. I know we're getting up on it for time, so we'll just kind of wrap things up. If you, you know, talk about your show a little bit and how you and Riley Cote um, came about to have your great podcast. Uh, well, I don't know about great, but thank you. I, uh, man, I, I'm not going to lie, and I'm not just saying this. I've listened to every single episode. Oh, man, yes. thank you. Like, we don't know what the hell. We just start talking. We don't know what we're doing. But uh, it was just funny how it happened. Like, uh, you know, he's one of my best friends. He's the best man at his wedding. Like, we've been friends a long time and uh we were always talking almost daily and he's he just said uh what if we did like a podcast or something I'm like and what, like about what you know like he's like well obviously hockey and and but so we kind of sat down and talked and we got a manager and kind of walked us through things and then we just kind of started cold turkey to be honest with you and it's been so much fun man it's like i miss i miss I guess talking about hockey and, and being around, I don't really miss the hours and everything I did before. Um, you know, I it was so fortunate. I did it for 26 years, man. Like, like I said, I never took a day for granted in my life when I was uh, working hockey, but you do miss it. You miss being around the guys. The good thing is I still get to hang around them, but I don't have to like work till 3am and get up at 6am anymore. And I get to spend <laughs> a lot of time with my son and coach him and, all that but yeah man we're having a blast uh it's it's so cool to one of the best things is like reconnecting with guys where you know unfortunately you, you do lose a connection i mean you always have it you have their numbers but like if you sit there every day and text people you haven't talked to in a while it's been really cool that way and um it, it's it's just been so much fun and riley riley is such a good dude and uh we have a blast doing it man yeah, no, like I said, I love all the episodes. And, of course, I love when you had Mike Richards on. It's my all-time yeah, favorite guy right we, there. We got. I told Richie the other day, I said, like, we, we need to get you through here again because he goes to Florida now because um, the winters are tough in Kenora. Right. You know, like, oh, he's yeah. a big fisherman, he and his wife, and they have horses, so they actually go to Florida for, like, three months. But uh, a couple times, well, it was right before COVID, he does signings too. People bring him in for signings. So like he would come stay a couple days. I'm like, we need you in studio, which is in my shop is what right. it is. Not really a studio. Uh, but he's like, hell yeah, man. But he's, he's awesome. What a guy he is. He was one of my favorite players ever. Yeah. I just love that. He, he, he would lead by just doing it. He wasn't like the biggest talker as yeah. you would know. And, and uh, how about the fact that I think he plays goalie now in men's league. Like, how did that happen? Dude, I man, he used to always talk about it. And then he a few years ago he got he got a set of pads and he's got a new set and he had his mask painted. He's sending me all these pictures and he's like he goes, If you want to like bring Elvi up here for a little camp, because my son, my son plays uh, goalie as well. Um and he's like, uh, you know, you can bring him up. I'm like, Rick Bowen, I'm not sure about you and Nat. I haven't seen you yet until I get some footage, you know, but <laughs> He loves it. I'm like, what's wrong with you, man? You want to puck shot at you, man? I don't know, but 
What a guy. You you guys would love him. He's an awesome guy. Yeah, it's funny. My you know, I tried putting the pads on for street hockey one time and I'm like, nope, my knee is barking like a dog. My best <laughs> friend, you know, every time we play, he plays net. Well, speaking of ball hockey, do we want to mention that or should we just kind of? Yeah, well, we, we are having our second annual uh, ball hockey tournament, unfortunately. Well, hopefully tomorrow we're going to find out the exact date, but it's probably the first weekend of September is what it's looking like. But don't write that down yet. I know we've yeah. been asking. Jess and I have been like going back and forth. When's the ball hockey tournament? Yeah, I feel, I feel I bad bad bothering me. You, I'm excited for it. I know. Me too, man. And we had so much fun last year with that. It was awesome, except the fact that our playoff game – we only had five guys and you play four on four. Yeah. I've never felt like that in my life. Like where my brain was telling my feet to go and I couldn't. And I'm like, this isn't a good feeling. <laughs> so, so actually real quick, before we do let you go, I, I actually, so I don't have to bother you every 10 seconds of texting. You, be like what the hell is all, what, what's going no problem, on here? Man. Um, so it's four on four. So, yep. so if OCSM decided to throw a team together, like I've been talking to you about, um, yeah. So we would we would enter and we would only need four people. Listen to uh, me. Don't do that to yourself. You you never make the day. I'm bringing twenty. Yeah. <laughs> Listen. I want to be the coach. We had we had, we had eight and a goalie, which would be fine, but I would almost say have twelve because it's you're running and it's a full ice. It it's obviously not ice, but it's a full rink, two hundred, and you go down and back as fast as you can. You're done. Like, plus, I'm getting old. Like I'm, I try to stay in pretty good shape, but I was, man, I, it was hard. So I would say at least ten guys, so you could sub each other. You know, we had Mark. I don't know if you guys know Farzi, Mark Farzetta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He hasn't. He hasn't played hockey since he was a teenager. Oh, oh no. Uh oh. Well, wow. You talk about great sound bites, but. I love going down memory lane, talking hockey all day, and obviously nasty. See if we can get him back on here. But he had a lot of great stories to tell. Yeah, it's been a little bit. I've uh, I've been trying to get him on for a while. He's a super busy guy, and you know, doing what he's doing with his shop, uh, Saddlemar Skates, and uh, Nasty Knuckles, and everything on on that level. It's tough to get a hold of him, but uh, he's been answered pretty good, and finally got him in here. And uh, hopefully, we can get him back. Um, but uh, um, I just got the spinning ball thing, but we definitely got to get him two back seconds. On, I he still, two, he said two seconds. All right. Yeah. I mean, we definitely got to get him back. I still have all a whole nother page of questions to ask him. I know we're getting tight on time here and Jesus things like that, Christ, but bud. man, he, uh, dude, I, Hey, you got to come prepared. Right. But you know, absolutely. there was a lot of great things he had to say. And I'm looking forward, especially with the season coming around the corner, we're going to have the ball hockey tournament, man. Like, but yeah, now that we know how many guys we need, you know, we we definitely need you and Mikey out of Boston. Now we 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 well, need we need Kylie out of Maryland. We're gonna need. Told you, you, Mikey. Mikey said he's bringing his goalie equipment. We're gonna make the drive down, and uh, it's it's gonna be a fun time. So we're definitely looking forward to it. Glad that uh, we're getting it going. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting. I, I'm definitely gonna need an ambulance. Definitely gonna need an ambulance. I don't know if there is, uh, you know, adult beverages needed. Uh, or allowed to be there, but you know, I, I bring that with our sponsors, the Sterling Pig and the Chamonix Creek Brewing. Um, but with that being said, I mean, you want to wait? You want to wait for him? Or? Yeah, I mean, might as well yeah. see if we see if we can get him. What was he on? Like a different kind of, or was it the internet? Or I just texted me. That's all. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I mean, dude, it's funny. Like, I think it was you that brought up like Jay Rosehill, and I just oh, remember dude, that game in 2014. Dude, he does the spinorama, and that was cool, but. Um, yeah, I mean, that's 
nasty has so many great stories that I still want to know about. And like I said, obviously we're tight for time and stuff, but that was, that was awesome. I just don't think that, uh, and, and well, actually, before I say that, uh, these guys are also humbling, like all the, all the guys that me and you have talked to, you know, the guys that I've talked to before we had the pleasure of having you on the show, um, you know, they're so humbling. And I, I don't think, I don't think, uh, Derek understands how like much, even just having nasty knuckles and having, you know, Derek's, you know, Settlemar skate sharpening and, uh, oh, here he comes. That Probably. just scared the crap out of me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my right, God. I don't even know what I just did. I kicked this thing. I don't know what I did. But, uh, <laughs> sorry about that, man. No, I'm good, man. Um, what we're I actually just was, pumping your tires up there yeah. for a second now. We're just I pumping you up. I was, uh, what I was saying was Mark Farzetta. He doesn't do a lot of running. He's a golf. He plays golf and stuff. But he had to play because, we don't, like I said, we only had four or five guys. I, he was like, the other day we did a little thing with him on his show, and He's like, I'm still recovering, but I will be back. He goes, it was oh, fun. I was like, don't worry, we're gonna have fun. more guys on our team this year. I saw that he had the uh, was it like the Nike gloves, right? And you got yeah, he always yeah. he he always wears those. But you know what's funny? Like, I, he wasn't a hockey player growing up, but he like he played with us. The one game, uh, we beat a it pissed them off. We beat one of the national ball, uh, ball hockey league teams. Mm. And we went to overtime in our playoff game and we lost with eight seconds ago in oh. overtime. And we're like, why couldn't we have just lost in regulation? Cause we had to play <laughs> 10 minutes. We thought it went to a shootout, but the rules are in the playoffs. You got to play 10 minute overtime. And uh, anyway, he scored a game winning goal in uh, the game before that to get us to the next round of the playoffs. And I don't, he didn't know what to do when he scored it. Cause it, he was like, Oh shit! That went in. We're like jumping on him, like oh my god, Farzy. He just had his stick down, and it went in. It was, it was awesome. But yeah, man. Hopefully that's uh, we we know by tomorrow on that. I know yeah, we've yeah, been talking about it for a month now. Yeah, I got guys from I got guys from my work. Actually, the one guy is a I think he's a ref in that the uh, ball hockey association. Oh okay. I think I think he is, and he lives in Jersey, so he may have something to do with, with something oh, over there. But cool, yeah, we can rally up our troops for sure. Absolutely, good um, man. Yeah, we we we. Uh, I think we're gonna have. We've had a lot of people reaching out, so I think we're gonna have even more teams than we had last year. Last year was, you know, we it was our first time, but man, it was a great day. It was like so much fun, and uh, the National Ball Hockey League guys said, "Dude, that was." I mean, not to say, oh, we we did a great job, but he was yeah. like, "Man, for first one, he goes, this was really good. You had." A, all the bases covered so we learned something to doing it so it'll be better this year yeah i can't wait awesome yeah it's, it's, as long as we can jump in on it um, yeah hell yeah <clears throat> i gotta thank you so much for coming on man oh, i know man, been, i had a I've blast been, i had a blast talking to you guys for a little bit but um i just want to like i was saying before you're probably here if you listen to the recording i uh, just want to let you and riley do know that you guys are very important to the podcast community especially the flyers podcast community Appreciate you guys that. have always been so humble to us. I had I had the pleasure of interviewing. Uh, actually, Cote was uh, our second interview. We had the pleasure of doing Frank for the first time. Oh boy, two, three years ago it was it was <laughs> yeah. He was great, but it was it was a little iffy. Yeah, um, I know. But uh, yeah, you guys you guys are really important to a lot of people here. So I just keep up. Man, the good I, work I appreciate you guys saying that. And you know what? You guys do a great job too. Like I said, I, I watch you guys and listen, and I appreciate you guys having me on. Man, I really do. Thank you Absolutely. very much. We appreciate it. And great job with Nasty Knuckles. Can't wait to hear the next episode. Thanks. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Ant. Thanks, Jess. And with that, everybody, that was Flyers Alley. Hey, guys. Are you tired of having a dry, itchy, flaky beard? 
Go to norsebeards.com to take your beard to a Viking level. Norse Beards have a variety of products and free shipping over $50. Become part of the Norse family by going to norsebeards.com and enter promo code OCS at checkout for 25% off. Norsebeards.com and Old City Sports Network answered the call of Valhalla. 